1: Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post Weekend Review Show. Uh, my name is Dave Black uh, and I'm joined by Mr Ali Thompson. Ali, how are
0: you?
1: Good evening, Dave. Good weekend. Uh, yes, aye, It's uh, all the better for a last minute equaliser.
0: What an equaliser it is, but we'll come <laughs> on to that. But
1: that's a... We certainly will. Um, what, Chris is uh, once again in the throes of moving house. Uh, I'm sure. Maybe, maybe after international break he'll be back. Who knows? Uh, last he was last seen uh, going to cut down a, tr- a tree outside the back of his house, which is uh, which is blocking his his, uh, his TV connection. So uh, look out for that in the news in uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, Sunday's somebody, house is coming down where a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
1: we'll go in um, match of the day running order because uh, there there was only five league games, uh, three of which were on Saturday, and two of which were on Sunday. Um, so we'll start with uh, with West Ham four, Huddersfield three. Um, now this was the game that was more or less had the, the least riding on, on on the grounds that Huddersfield are basically relegated and West Ham are going to be are going to be mid table. Um, West Ham led through a Mark Noble penalty and then uh, Huddersfield bizarrely came flying back. Uh, the, the man with the world's best name, Janino Bacuna, equalised. <laughs> Uh, Carlam Grant who I think Huddersfield picked up from Charlton in January scored twice uh, and then West Ham came back through Ogbonna and then two for Javier Hernandez uh, Ali pick the bones out of this
0: um, where has this Huddersfield been?
1: I know it's uh, strange isn't it the the manager seemed absolutely crestfallen at the end not to get anything out of the game yeah, I
0: think you have to I mean there were three one up as well weren't there I mean yeah. to go down to the, to the early it was quite an early penalty wasn't it as well um, yes, yeah, it was. So yeah. It's, it's a blow. I mean, you're 10, 15 minutes in, and you can see the Bentley and Huddersfield, who have played some decent stuff at times um, under Wagner and that, and it just. And then all of a sudden they score three goals. I don't think they've scored three goals all season combined. <laughs> it feels like that. Um, so it must be heartbreaking for them, especially so late on as well, to concede well, that winner.
1: Especially when they missed a. I don't want to say a three-on-three three, because it wasn't as good as that. I think it was the goalkeeper was lying on the floor, and Huddersfield had about three attackers queuing it to put it in, and I think Jason and hit, uh, hit it over the bar, oh. uh, which was uh, a bit rough. But um, it was a, it was a totally cavalier sort of end-of-season kind of game. Uh, and as you said, Huddersfield have played reasonable football all season, just without an end product. Um, I don't know anything about Carl Grant. I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm guessing you probably don't
0: either. No, no, I know as much um, as
1: you. No, but uh, his goals well? he did. and Maybe he could be the missing link. Um he could be the goal scorer to bring them back up next season. Because, um, as we said last week, for all, they're not mathematically down. Um, they're now 16 points from safety with 21 available. Uh, don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, no.
0: Some, <laughs> you have to double the tally for the season, basically. Um, yeah, and then, and then some. And, re- yeah. and,
1: rely, and rely on, like, not picking up another point.
0: That's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could get an entertaining season with their games we took from now on. I mean, they should play without fear really now, because you'd like to think they've probably had that discussion and they're changing them, saying, look, we're down. Let's just, you know, let's go out and enjoy ourselves. Give the fans like a bit of, a bit of cheer between now and the end of the season.
1: Yeah, and there's no reason why that can't happen. Um, We'll see how they go. West Ham, um, they uh, rose to ninth with this win. They're, um, they're only two points off seventh, although granted they've now played a game more than both Watford and Wolves. Um, do we think they can put a run together to finish seventh?
0: They're just a very strange team. I think we see this pretty much every week. You never hmm. know what you're getting with West Ham. You know, they just—they've got the squad. Their squads—they are where the squad says they should be. You know, they are—they're one of the best of the rest. They should be in that group competing they've got some real quality in there but i just don't think consistency wise they could ever really challenge for that seventh, sixth place sort of thing i just don't think they can ever they ever, they never seem to put a good run of games together you know and this that that, that win showed a lot of character with west ham because that did, is yeah. that is a game that west ham normally lose you know three <laughs> one down just give up and and that's it but
1: no, that's very true, um, but on the negative side, I suppose, um, in April they've got to play Chelsea, Man United, and Tottenham. Uh, so if they are going to finish seventh, fair play at them, because they'll have ran the gauntlet to get to that point.
0: Well, but the thing is, those are the games that West Ham are likely like to show up in. You know, you, well, I'd it's... fancy West Ham to get more points in that than, say, play Burnley, Huddersfield and Fulham. Mm. You know, you'd see them, like, slipping up, but you could see, like, them taking, like, you know, at that stage of the season, like, Spurs, you know, Spurs are typical bottom merchants anyway, you know, so you could see them like taking a hiding from West Ham in a game like that, you know, when everything's on the line. It's just, West Ham are one of those teams that can step up really when when you never expect them to. And...
1: Yeah, the, the, all, all three of those games are TV games as well, where uh, West Ham, are one of those teams, as you say, that seem to up their game whenever they're on the, on the telly for one reason or another, but hey-ho, um, Incidentally, that game against Tottenham will be in the new stadium, which we'll talk about towards the end of uh, <laughs> of today's episode. Because uh, I, I don't agree with it. Um, although it might be out of necessity at the minute, because Wembley seems to be uh, being used for something every week at the moment.
0: Yeah, uh, well, as you say, we'll talk about it because I've got quite strong opinion on this as well. Um, oh, from good. The start of the season. I can,
1: um, can feel a Spurs bashing coming on.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> goes back to the hatred of Spurs again and Sir Harold of Kane. But yeah, um, but it was an entertaining game and probably the least expected one of the weekend, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I had this down as last on match of the day, 2 3 nil, kind of a dead rubber. But no, it was uh, a seven-goal thriller with an injury-time winner. So yeah,
0: always, always just, good just, on just Western
1: Huddersfield. <laughs> just, just goes to show you never know what to expect. Um. The second game of Saturday was uh, Burnley and Leicester. So, uh, again, there was probably more riding on this for Burnley than there was for Leicester, but Leicester, despite going out to 10 men after just, uh, I think it was three and a half minutes, uh, they went on to win 2-1. James Madison free kick was cancelled out by Dwight McNeil, and then uh, Wes Morgan popped up with an injury-time winner. Um, We'll start with a red card. Uh, No complaints on this?
0: I don't think you can. I mean, I don't think there's much... Um, Harry Maguire can do there um, he, I mean he's trying to get the way but just clever play by the striker um, you know going across him um, he knows right away there's no arguments from him either um, Schmeichel makes more of an argument than Maguire he knows right away as soon as you connected a, a player there where you are I mean he's through on goal I mean I don't understand how anybody can have arguments at all there
1: No I, I don't think so and it goes by what we were saying last week about the the rules I mean this is 20 yards from goal and it's, and it's a red card and there's no one arguing about it yet you know Pickford's was six yards from goal with an open goal and it's, it's somehow not, debate, yeah. <laughs> not even a yellow card but uh, no I think this one was spot on Um what you would say Harry Maguire uh, playing in a in a central two doesn't really suit him um, no he's
0: a, he's a back three kind of guy
1: absolutely Cause
0: Yeah, he's, yeah because I mean that's why England were solid enough in the, you know, playing those three congested. It just mm. covers up for errors like that. You know, when he's exposed, he's not a good defender at all.
1: No, and uh, it's, it seems to happen a few times this season. He I mean, was kind of riding on the crust of a wave um, in the summer, but uh, it hasn't really hit the heights this this season. As Leicester haven't, I suppose. But and as a centre half, you're kind of a bit limited as to as to what's going on around you, like. But. Uh, I don't think he'll get his move to Man United. It was much talked about last summer.
0: No, I think it was one of those, a bit like Callum Wilson, I think that's that chance, you know, being in gone sort of thing. Mm. Um, That was the time if it was going to happen. It had to be then.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Burnley, though, uh, played against 10 men for 86, 87 minutes. Um, Still went on to lose and are now... Yes, they're still 17th, but Card have a game in hand. Should Burnley be very, very worried now?
0: Very, yeah. I mean, I know it's, it's always hard to play against 10 men because you seem to battle that bit more. But, I mean, if you've got aspirations of staying up, you, they, Burnley didn't even put on a performance. You know, normally, like, a 10 men team, you know, are good battling. But Leicester played some nice football Um and Burnley created not a lot. It felt like, you know, a, a, kind of a typical Burnley performance, really.
1: Yeah, and there was a lot of uh, throwing the ball in towards Crouch towards the end, which we kind of, kind of expected. Um, yeah,
0: well, I mean, that's what his, that's their plan. I was going to say that's their plan B. That's their plan A, B, and C. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, like I think Ross mocked this a while ago. Whilst well, Peter Crouch is a good player, I think his time in the Premier League is coming gone. Um, Oh yeah, and I love Crouch. I love him as a person. I love him for his Liverpool history. But if you're resorting to signing Peter Crouch, who remember this guy wasn't a regular for Stoke Mm. um, in the Championship, and he's the player that you're bringing in to save your season, I think you've got real deep issues. (laughs) Um, And and I hate saying that, as again, because I reiterate my love for Peter Crouch, but like that's like saying Christian Benteke is your answer. Um, at least Benteke still scores goals in the Premier League and I have no doubt if Crouch played a full season in the Premier League he'd, pr- he'd probably get five to ten goals You know, if he's playing week in, week out but the fact is he isn't and I'm not sure he can play week in, week out there must be a reason why Stoke weren't playing him in the Championship
1: Well, he just doesn't fit in the style of play, does he? I know when Gary Rowett was there he was determined to play the ball on the deck and try and wipe out, wipe out this old Stoke uh, you know long balls percentage balls in the box this kind of thing and he was adamant he was going to play the ball on the deck mm. um, but with Crouch like you said there's only one thing going to happen when he's on the pitch it's going to go <laughs> in, into the box six foot seven foot in the air and they're going to look for knockdown second balls you know
0: do you know the funny thing as with Couch, Couch is better with the ball at his feet than he is in the air He's, he's 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 not actually that dominant in the air. Mainly, his strength comes from just because he's so tall. But he's not hmm. actually. If you look at like a lot of his goals, there's not many. Like he's not prominent in like just headers sort of thing. He's very. He's got very good feet. He's got a very good touch. Ah,
1: he's got some ridiculous goals over the years, though. In the, the volley for Stoke against Man City. Um, yeah.
0: Overhead kick got, for Liverpool.
1: He's got a. He's got like a volley in the f- when he scored a hat trick against Arsenal for you for Liverpool.
0: Yes, yeah, um, I, I. Remember that. But yeah, he's, just, he's he's actually a good footballer. I mean, he's not like world class by any means, obviously. But um, I never found he was good. I mean, he was good if there was a small defender. He was always going to win a header. Of course, he was. But yeah, you know, if you're playing against, like, if he was playing against, I'm going to use Van Dijk just because it's an easy option. But you know, he's not going to have much success just because he's not got that height advantage. He's just not. A, he's not a. Like a massive aerial threat, um, unless he's got the height, which is very strange. That teams do try to play on the thing, and when, when, as you say, when I like it, just seemed silly. Like, obviously, he's no pace, he's not blessed with pace, but I always thought he was just good feet work and he had really good link up play.
1: Well, Burnley, uh, looking at the running. They've got to play. Um, well, they've got to play Cardiff first and foremost, which is going to be a huge game. Um, but after that, they've got uh, Chelsea away, Man City at home, um, Everton away, and then Arsenal at home. That's their last handful of fixtures. If, I if mean, it, it's it's going to go at the wire, I think. If uh, yeah,
0: if they don't get three points at Cardiff, they're down. Like with, with those fixtures left, Cardiff, as you say, game in hand. Um, then beating them, you he, you he, struggle to see a way back for Burnley. Um,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bit rough, but I mean Cardiff themselves have got to play uh, Chelsea, Liverpool, Fulham, um, Palace, and they finish at Man United. So mm. um, there's not loads of points there, but uh, you know you'd expect Fulham to be down by then. Um, obviously the Burnley game as well as uh, the Palace game. You know it, it's going to be it's going to go right at the wire. I think that one because there's not an awful lot of points enough for either team.
0: No, no, no. It's it's pretty rough as you say for both coming to the end. So I, I wouldn't like to be the team playing them though. You know, like that's the sort of game that I like Man City playing against. Because yeah. you know, they're fighting, they're scrapping and if they're trying to stay up, you know, you can sometimes get battling performances. I mean you know, the easy one to talk about is the, the West Ham Tevez years. <laughs> um, you know, last game of the season yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I mean they had quality players involved obviously, but you know, it's still that you never want to play a team who's still got something to play for in the, the last few games of the season.
1: No, that's a good point. Um, and as well, we mentioned some of the, the larger clubs there. They might have finals and things to play for um, and might not necessarily have a league position to, to fight for by that point. Who, who yeah. knows what will happen? But uh, no, it's going to be interesting. Um, I th- do you think it's between those two? Or do you think Southampton are on the same points as Burnley, but generally have kind of looked brighter I would have said
0: yeah I don't know Southampton have been a funny team I I just I I like the way they're trying to play you know they're they're putting in battling performances Um, they've deserved more in some games in recent weeks than they actually turned out I I just think I I mean I said Cardiff from the start of the season um, and I just think Cardiff or Burnley have to be the ones that go down just for pure footballing reasons as well (laughs) you know they don't really footballing wise they, they deserve to be in the Premier League, I mean, it depends what you define, like style of plays. But you know, we complained about the the West Broms and the the Stokes for years, um, and both are very, you know, very similar. And Son Dyke's just a prick. <laughs> well, you
1: wouldn't you wouldn't miss either, would you? But, no, but...
0: that's it. That's what I, that's what I mean. Yeah, you you just you know, you'd much rather see like a like a or Leeds, and even Sheffield United the way they played this season, up you know, happily in place of those guys.
1: Well, it looks likely that uh, at least one of those clubs is going to come up. Um, we'll not go into that in case Ross listens. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. not, Ross promised us he'd be on this week, pretty much. And all of a sudden, no, fancy that, that. that result <laughs> happens yesterday and he comes <laughs> into Chris.
1: <laughs> ah, he's cutting down Chris's tree, I think. I oh,
0: uh, see your <laughs> way of helping. <That's> <laughs> uh, I think... Um, Mr. Black, you, Mr. Wes Morgan, uh, an apology. I think you've berated him quite a few podcasts um, oh, probably, this season, yeah. and he pops it's, it's, up it's, with it's a winner in the last minute. Possible,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, how old is he? Thirty-five, and he's popping up with these late winners. But yeah. that's twi- that's twice now he's scored in the last in the last <laughs> couple of months, at least. Sorry, Wes. Um, I'll have some. I'll have some Captain Morgans tonight yeah. too. Uh,
0: you, you still don't deserve to be in the Premier League, and that's that's the deep lying issues of Leicester's defence. Oh, well played.
1: <laughs> you've got to think he'll be uh, ushered out, ushered out of the door in the summer, one way or another.
0: <laughs> you'd, you'd like to think so. Um, if they have any aspirations of anything. I
1: yeah. mean, Calloturi is on the coaching staff now, and he must see a lot of uh, how his career ended and how Wes Morgan's career is ending. Surely, like. So so one-paced.
0: Col- Colo has to fancy a recall to the Premier League if Wes Morgan. <laughs> still getting a step. Like I, I'd, I think I'd sign Colo Turi for a season before signing Wes Morgan. At least you get comedy value.
1: What a choice, though.
0: Colo Turi mucks up, and at least Colo Turi was once a great defender.
1: <laughs> I was going to say did Colo Turi ever win the Premier League? But he probably did with Man City. So uh,
0: did he? Win, did he not win at Arsenal as well?
1: Oh, actually, he probably did, yeah. He, mm. he was around. He was around, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he's, he's been, he was in the Premier League for a while. You don't realise actually how long, as you say, when you think back. like How no. fast he used to be as well. Oh, to, yeah. To how he finished his career at Celtic.
1: <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, the final game of Saturday um, was Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 2. Um, just when I didn't think I could love Rondon anymore, turns out he can score direct free kicks, which is great. Um, Bournemouth got a bullshit penalty to make it 1-1. They then scored a fairly good goal to make it 2-1. And then Matt Richie equalised with pretty much the last kick of the game. Um, whew, there's a, people are going to think I'm paranoid, but we're getting some absolute stinging decisions at the minute from supposedly good referees.
0: Uh, look, the, 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 my biggest issue with this Is it's not the decision. The decision is right. It's a penalty. The biggest my thing is, if that if we're given that as a penalty, there needs to be more of them given because it happens all the time. Yeah, Um, I have no issue with the decision. I just have issue with the consistency in the league um, and with that referee as well because you can guarantee a a decision like that will happen next week and he won't give it. so I can, I can understand you're hard done by this, but if you just look at the penalty in isolation, it's, it's a definite foul. Um bit silly from the defender, but he probably gets away with it 20 times a game. Well, exactly. You know, and and nothing's happening. And, and that's the the, the the deep line issue.
1: Yeah, and uh, to be honest, we were, we were done over the, a bit by March of the day because there was um, pretty much a two-footed lunge by Lerma in the first half that uh, was only a yellow card, which possibly could have been red but a lot of people won't have even seen that unless they've yeah, seen, seen 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 ex, 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 ex extended highlights um, there was the pull on Rondon which match the day did show which wasn't given as a pen um, I don't see how that's any different really yeah, yeah. Um,
0: say, I, I haven't seen both uh, decisions but I'll, I'll definitely look for
1: both of them I mean it, it, it's look, luckily we got a last minute draw um, Richie's, yeah. Rich, Richie's volley was sweet as a nut um, sublime wasn't it yeah what I like about it is that quite often you see that happening. The, the striker isn't expecting to arrive at him because it's gone over bodies and yes. kind of late react. If very, you watch him, very he's...
0: close to the the Burmout defender as well. Yeah. He literally dropped right behind him.
1: And he's ready all the way through, all the way through. Watches on his foot, and obviously mm. when, when he catches them, they stay hit. Which is uh, yeah, Matt plus. is
0: one of those, and it must be like it's frustrating for me as a football fan to watch. It must be worse being a Newcastle fan because you can see he has a lot of ability, you know, just that football technique, you know, he's got it down, but it just mm. never seems to piece it together regular enough um, to influence, you know, games consistently. A bit like, a bit like I say, John Joe Shelby, you know, he just it never yeah. seems to click all at one time often enough to make them better than they actually are.
1: No, that's the thing with Richie as well, is that for a long, a lot of his Newcastle career, has been played on the... On the right wing, um, which is fine. That's where he spent a lot of his a lot of his career with Bournemouth. But uh, he doesn't really have the pace to play the way Rafa likes to play, which is on the counter attack. Uh, and this season, since we've switched to the wing backs system, Richie's played left wing back, uh, and he's been pretty good. Um, the way it works is that he gets a lot more time and space to uh, to cross, or albeit from a bit deeper on the pitch, but it doesn't matter when you've got someone like Rondon to aim for. In from anywhere, he he holds it up. He play, brings other people in the game. Um, if we stick with this next season, I suspect we'll probably try and replace him. Um, but he's done a pretty good job. And as you said, he's on the ball. Between him and Shelby, they're, they're you know they're very very good technically. Um, but they're both lacking something, which is why they're playing for us rather than someone better.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, that's why Shelby didn't quite make it us. Before coming to you guys, you know. Mm. Um, I always had a soft spot for him. You could see there was a player there, but there was just something missing just to piece it all together and make it, you know, that that finished article sort of thing. Um, and whether it, like attitude had a lot to do with Shelby, I'm not hundred percent sure, but um you know he's quite an aggressive man, as you'll know as well. Oh yes. <laughs> um, but Josh King again though, another two goals.
1: Yeah, and his second goal was very well taken because he didn't have an awful lot of time to uh, to get himself in position because it just got laid off to him and it was kind of under his feet, but he just stepped into it and pinged it in the corner. Were you
0: disappointed um, a little by the
1: defending? Oh, furious, because there was five, maybe yeah, four or five defenders.
0: Um, no, five of them around. All was around.
1: Wilson? Uh, it was Dominic Solanke, which Solanki. is even worse. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> let, just let him go, it's fine. <laughs> <What> but, <laughs> but, I mean, in the first place, Fernandez picks off the pass and then dawdles on it and gets. It get, that's when Solanke takes it off him. And then I say that they all swarm around him. Um, to be fair to Bournemouth, they they really went for it. I think King was on the right wing by this point, which is why he came from from that side. Right. Um, and then no one followed the runners, and the rest is history. But uh, uh, it was annoying because we actually played pretty well away from home. Yeah. Um it's a good got, point at the end, you know. But, well, I'd I'd have taken the point beforehand yep. when you go when you go one all up under Rafa. Generally, that's... that's the it's pretty the Pretty, yeah. That's right, yeah. But giving away a penalty just after half-time, which was only like a couple of minutes game time after we'd scored anyway, really, so yeah. we weren't in the lead for a great period of time. Um, a point-to-point, point, I'm fairly certain we're not going to go down now. We just spoke about Cardiff and Burnley's remaining fixtures. I know we're, what, seven points up the road from Cardiff. Yeah. Um, we could possibly not win another game this season and stay up now, I think. Safe, yeah. Yeah. Um. Having said that we've got to play like Southampton and Brighton in weeks to come which are games we should be getting points from so uh, i think we'll be fine yeah, um,
0: i think i said that a few weeks ago you'd be fine and i'm i'm not changing the, the opinion now uh,
1: as Ross pointed out in the whatsapp group earlier um, our record after 31 games is exactly the same as it was last season in terms of points games won goals scored goals against
0: that's frightening. Like, that's, it is frightening, isn't it? Yeah, that, I mean, that, I can't one thing I'll say about Rafa, you know, you know what you're getting. <laughs> the because, graph. Yeah. The two
1: graphs just cross exactly at this point. Uh, oh, 100%. Um, I mean, obviously last season we went on to finish 10th in what was a pretty weak league, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, if we finish 10th this season, I'll be ecstatic, but uh, I can't say it. I think, uh, I think we'll probably be around where we are now, to be quite honest, but... Uh, We'll just say how it pans out. Like I said, we haven't got the worst running. Um, so we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, into Sunday then, uh, and the early-ish game was uh, Fulham 1, Liverpool 2. So Liverpool led through Sadio Mane. Um, they then pissed about for an hour and then Virgil van Dijk and Alisson got themselves into a horrible mess and Ryan Barber equalised. And then James Milner scored a penalty to win the game. Um, oh, well, this was... Uh, <laughs> This was a stroll for a long time, and then a bit of a panic, and then it was fine again.
0: Very, very Liverpool-esque this season, really, isn't it? They get the goal, basically dominant the game, really, um, without, without being threatening. Um, and then a stupid mistake costs, um, I mean, Van Dyke making a rare mistake... Um,
1: what I didn't understand about this was that why did Allison then go with his feet when he got headed back to him? Like, surely should he should have just tried like shovel it away with his hands. Like, I didn't understand that. But
0: yeah, I mean, again, it's just I, I struggle to be critical of the two of them or how good they've been um, this season. I mean, it was just a colossal, as you say, Allison Milner as well, Milners. Uh, oh, the, you know, the hoof. just just not long on. I'm sure as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just one of those games that you know you just you kind of robbed the three points, and you're and you're delighted for it.
1: Well, that's the main thing. At this point, I think Jamie Carragher mentioned, mentioned this in commentary. There's never a time where the performance is more important than the points, but this time of year, it's uh, the performance is less important than anything, isn't it? It's just getting those points on the board. Um, obviously, they'd love to have won 4 or 5 nil, but uh, it's just not the Liverpool way, is it?
0: No, I mean, my, my, favourite, my favourite part of the whole game was Van Dyke's interview after the game. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, actually. No. Uh, Van Dyke just, um, he's like, he, he basically blamed the weather um, <laughs> for, for the mistake, and then he was glad his mistake gave them a little hope. Um, <laughs> uh, just, just funny, he just, He's just one of those. I don't. If you if you go on YouTube and have a look at like a lot of his interviews, just he seems to be doing all the media ones after the game just now, and it's just like he's he's it's like he's a troll in a way, <laughs> you know. He's like today. He's like yeah, I'm glad my mistake can give them some excitement for a few minutes, um, and just oh, it's just he just looks so smug and so you know he just looks like he's a world class player, you know, just the way he holds himself. It's just he looks at like the as he's getting interviewed. He's always he's always got his backpack on. He's sitting like straight faced and just. (laughs) uh, I think opposition fans will just think he's he's an absolute dick, but I just think (laughs) you know he just leads himself to to be the Liverpool fans. But it's it's um it's just funny. I mean, if you get a chance, have a look and there's loads of clips going around, and he just he just he just doesn't care. I mean, I suppose it's easy when you've won the game. I'm not sure he'd be so smug um, afterwards if we'd lost. But well, why not? You know what I mean. Well,
1: exactly. Why not? It's uh, the difference he's made to uh, <coughs> to Liverpool. Well, obviously, we've talked about it before, but it's, well, I think we'll forgive him one mistake. It's uh, especially when you ultimately got away with it anyway.
0: It's nice to see him being human. <laughs> you know, just um, I was beginning to think he was close to to perfect.
1: Well, there'll probably be statues of them and things if uh, Liverpool can pull this off. But
0: uh, I'll be building it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that puts Liverpool two points ahead, although Man City, of course, have a game in hand. Um, it's really hard to move on any opinion about this because obviously Man City haven't played a league game this weekend, but uh, fundamentally you could win all your remaining games and actually not win the league, which... Uh, would be a bit, would be a bit of a tough one to take. But like I said the other week, I, I imagine both teams will, will stumble at some point between now and, and and May.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, it's hard to to say anything. But I think the biggest um, hope we have is that there's a ten-day period where City have four games, and three of them are against Spurs. Um, my biggest fear is that it's against Spurs. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure where the benefit to Liverpool is there, but um, I just, I just don't Spurs will win one of them. It's just what, what. well,
1: that's the thing, isn't it? Like, if any of the top four go against each other, it's very rare you would say one team will win. You know, 100 yeah. of the time, there's there's bound to be one game at least where uh, where there's some sort of slip up. But uh, who knows? It's uh, it's going to be very Strange, playing the team three times. I would have thought. Um, Man City could feasibly play three different teams, like. But I mean, that's it's not the point.
0: Well, that's that's the, and that's where the league has won and lost this year is Man City's incredible depth, um, and not just depth, the quality in depth. You know, uh, we we mention it every week. Uh, we mentioned it last week when we spoke about the Watford rotation. Yes. Um, and Man City can do that just
1: whenever and it doesn't seem to affect them too much so just to flesh this out um, Man City's April will see them play Brighton in the FA Cup on the 6th of April they'll then play uh, Tottenham away in the Champions League on the 9th of April they'll play Crystal Palace away who of course beat them uh, at Man City Uh, this one is at Selhurst Uh, that's on the Sunday the 14th And then they'll go to Man City. Sorry, Tottenham will go to Man City on Wednesday the seventeenth of April in the Champions League, and then that same fixture will happen in the Premier League three days later.
0: Yeah. And
1: then and then they've got the Manchester Derby four days later. So that's the period. I mean
0: that's (laughs) if if they're gonna s I mean, say both teams are gonna go you know, or Liverpool are gonna go the rest of the season undefeated, you know, say let's say six wins and a draw or something like that. That's the period of time where you feel if like Man City are going to slip up and, you know, that's when it's going to be.
1: I mean, what you would say is, from a mental point of view, if nothing else, it's going to take a lot out of them, playing uh, playing well. Spurs alone three times, but then the Manchester derby straight after the league game with Tottenham. I mean, that's a, that's a heavy schedule, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, if City go on to win this league after Liverpool finish the season, like, say six wins and a draw, out of the last seven games and man city still want to win the league. Like all you can do is just take your hat off and say like by far the best team in the premier league um of our time anyway. Mm. Um, there's nothing you can take away from it at all.
1: It's uh, as well as we were just told before they have to play burnley away on uh, the 28th which is just after the manchester derby. Burnley are going to be scrapping for everything by that point as well. Um, that's like the third last game, I think. Uh, yeah, so... Um, it's, April's going to be where it's won and lost, as it yeah, often is, of there's, course. There's, but, there's
0: uh, no let-up for them at all, is it? I mean, no. fighting in three competitions still. Um, as you just mentioned, they're playing Burnley, a team fighting for relegation. They've got Spurs three times. They've got the Manchester Derby... Um, and then they've got the FA Cup quarterfinal, quarter final, is it? The semi finals we're in now? the semi final. So it's it's all big games. Like there's no game that they can as you say about the mental tiredness, there's none that they can just relax and unless they just give up on one and go out or you know, they could get maybe a champion like if they hammer Spurs five 0 say in the Champions League first leg.
1: Well the first leg's at Tottenham, um I think it'll be in Tottenham's new stadium, if I'm not mistaken. So um that's you know, if they win, it's probably gonna be narrow, you would think. Yeah. Um I'm not really sure there's much of an advantage to Tottenham playing home games in a stadium that they've never played in before, but uh <laughs> we'll we'll come on to that. Um Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's um, a it's you, all, definitely. yeah you're probably less looking forward to it, but uh... oh,
0: I'm I'm hating every game. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Bell can attain for how I feeling. I just, I um, I just can't. I just I'm struggling to enjoy any Liverpool games. I'm I, I'm watching other games now more than I'm watching <laughs> Liverpool games because you can just sit back and enjoy it. Like I'll I'll watch our full game tonight. Now that you know I, I know we've won, it's out the way. I can just sit down and enjoy the game, but I just don't enjoy any of the games live. Um, like today, I didn't manage to see the full game, but I was keeping it open. I literally was refreshing Twitter and WhatsApp every two minutes to see what was going on, and just, just a horrible feeling. And we're playing Fulham. I mean, we shouldn't be worried about playing Fulham. I mean, Fulham wouldn't be anybody this season. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wasn't confident at all. So,
1: well, that's what nerves will do to you. Um, incidentally, Liverpool's next match is against Tottenham. I've said Tottenham a lot in the last <laughs> in the last five minutes. But... Yeah, um, that's at Anfield though, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes after yeah. after the, the national break. Hopefully, uh, all the other players come back unscathed. Well, and look,
0: uh, that's the biggest thing. This international break is huge for us. Um, I think I, I was
1: re- re- reading before that Salah's not going. Is that right?
0: I hope not because he's he's terrible. <laughs> he is just. I mean, he's still start padding uh, he's still getting goals and assists in X amount of games, but his general play has generally been atrocious um, and I just think he's tired and needs a break. Um, very much like album as well, um, I just feel these players are the ones who are playing 90 minutes post-weeks um, and it's just taken out of them um, and probably mentally, as you said about City, um, it's been a tiring season for Liverpool because... Whilst we've been winning a lot of games, I mean, we've only lost once all season, we've not been great. No. Which we said right at the start of the season, you know, when we started the podcast this year. Um, we just keep winning but without playing well. And, OK, it's the sign of the champions, but at some point you need to start playing well.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> well, now would now be a very good time to very. do that.
0: <laughs> which Manny is, thankfully. I mean, I've given Manny ah, some stick the last few weeks.
1: He's um, a one-man he, show at the I minute, mean, isn't
0: well, he? Yeah, I mean, he's doing the Salah from last season. <laughs> um I mean just quickly, I mean that goal against Bayern Munich um midweek that's a special goal, isn't it? Uh,
1: very, very good indeed. Um the type of goal you're scoring on, on a video game and you go, that would never happen. But uh that's it,
0: yeah, very, very true.
1: But to sit the keeper down like that and then have the composure to lift it over the defender. Uh yeah.
0: and that goalkeeper as well, you know. I know it's not I just know. like a, it's not Joe <laughs> No. No it is no it is not <laughs> Oh, but yeah no just not an enjoyable season and, and seven weeks can't come quick enough
1: <laughs> seeing as you mentioned it there um, Champions League Porto in the quarterfinals. I mean that's pretty got, much as much much good, 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 a, good yeah. a draw yeah. yeah
0: I mean you always want a, I don't know about yourself Dave when you were in Europe you always want a European team you know you never want that English team in Europe I mean oh like,
1: definitely definitely I mean we, we were rarely at the stages where it could happen but uh it's uh, you play in Europe, you, you like playing against different clubs and going to different different grounds. You don't want to play a fucking Tottenham like no, Man City. I, you're gonna do so. Even,
0: even the teams like I always remember teams getting excited because they drew like a Scottish team. You know, mm. but, like, That's not the way that you want. You know, like these, these <laughs> fans live for like, like you you guys you had your Barcelona trip. You know, you you live for those games. You want the big teams. You know, you're not going to win the competition. I mean, Liverpool obviously will have aspirations to win it, but. You know, some of the teams know they're not really going to win the Champions League. And they just want like a good team where you can get a nice away day and still be competitive. But
1: I think Porto are generally better than they were last season when you pagged them, was it 7-0? Yeah, yeah. 6-0, it was, six, it was heavy. 6-0 six, six six.
0: and then 1-0, I'm sure it was, yeah. yeah. So. Uh,
1: so, you know, they're, they're, they're better than that. <laughs> but uh, you'd still fancy Liverpool over two legs, wouldn't you?
0: I, I think so. I mean... I just don't see them stopping that attack like over two games to beat us. No. To put us out. Um, I mean, I, I, my prediction for the semi-final will be, I'll be us Barcelona, and uh, I think I'll be Juventus and City. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, you've mentioned Man United and Barcelona. There, um, it's people are looking forward to it. I can't say it anything other than a very really one-sided affair to be quite honest with you Yeah, but, uh,
0: very, yeah I just I, I don't see where the Man United threat overall um, is going to stop that
1: <laughs> I, I mean we'll, we'll come on to the FA Cup games in a minute but uh, Man United look absolutely knackered <laughs> playing this way under Solskjaer not played one way under Mourinho for a third of the season um, they're not prepared for it they, they just seem exhausted
0: How much do you think now, this is obviously going to be a lot of hearsay, but now we, we, we're we pretty confident these players just didn't turn up for Mourinho, you know, yeah. they just gave up. How much effort do you think they put into training? <sighs> well, I mean, as you say, they look tired, I mean, if you're not putting the work in throughout the season, and as you say, you're, you're all of a sudden putting the work in for a new manager, it's hard to get that fitness up to scratch whilst playing games and
1: it is, but I think it goes back to their pre season where, and a lot of clubs will be in the same position where they had so many players away for um, the World Cup. Yeah. And they had the American tour. So they went on this American tour with what was essentially Luke Shaw, Chris Small, and a bunch of teenagers. Everyone else was still, you know, come back in the World Cup yeah. and having, tra- you know, and all this kind of malarkey. Um so now, a lot of the players are gassed because they've, they've played under this way in the Mourinho where they were basically strolling through games and trying to play in like 20-minute bursts to try and win the match, this kind of nonsense. Uh, and Solskjaer's come in and said, right, no, everyone's going to run 10k a match. And uh, the amount of muscle injuries and things they've picked up, and you, you've seen it firsthand when they play Liverpool, they were dropping like flies. Um, that
0: the, game didn't happen. <laughs>
1: it may as well not have happened that's for certain <laughs> very true,
0: very true. <laughs>
1: but uh, there was they've got a lot of injuries I think the CAC is the latest one to go down with a foot injury I think it is but um, I think it's very telling that uh, they're just playing it at an intensity that's it's caught them out because it was, they probably didn't expect to go through in Paris in truth but uh, you know they've put a lot of effort in that night and since then obviously they've lost to Arsenal they've lost to Wolves um they're probably as glad about the international break as anybody, but again, most of their players will be off around the world now anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a fair point. So I mean this international break's the massive one and but as you say, the biggest problem is it's competitive games, so mm. a lot of these guys who are first choice regulars, um are gonna be struggling.
1: Yeah, I mean you say it's competitive games. I saw an advert today where two, <laughs> t- t- two of the games on Sky are uh, Wales versus Trinidad and Tobago and uh Republic of Ireland against Gibraltar. Happy national break.
0: There's no clear favourites in either of those games. (laughs) Let's be honest here. (laughs) Hey, that's Mick
1: McCarthy's island you're talking about.
0: Oh, so it is. It's not (laughs) keen anymore, is it? Oh wow. I know. Oh, Mick McCarthy's a manager again. Let that sink in.
1: (sighs) Great. Uh, The last game of Sunday was uh, Everton two. Chelsea nil. Richarlison um, gave Everton the lead just after half-time and then Guilfi Sigerson scored after his penalty was saved and he put in the rebound. Um, turns out Kepa can't do anything right even when he's doing things right. Still managed to go wrong. <laughs> uh, any any great thoughts on this? I mean, obviously, other than it being hilarious that Chelsea lost again.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very strange feeling when you're you're happy when Everton won. Um, huh. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it over and over again. Chelsea is just such a horrible club, horrible fan base, um, horrible owners. Just and the, play, I mean, we've berated them all season. Dave, let's not kid ourselves. We're all delighted at this. Um, oh yes. Yeah. And yeah, they're just there's, there's major issues at Chelsea, um, and I don't know what they'll do because I, can, I can't, I can only see them going downwards. Um,
1: well, especially now they've got this transfer ban. I saw someone tweet before asking who actually would come in to manage this club if Sarri left.
0: Well, uh, I said it either last week or before, I, I genuinely see Mourinho back Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I just don't see where else he'll go. Um, I mean, he'll always, he's got the name, he can get a job anywhere. But I just feel that Abramovich might just go back to that one guy...
1: Well, he's only got three numbers in his phone book, hasn't he? Which is <laughs> Gus, G- Gus Hiddink, <laughs> Mourinho, Mourinho. And and, the, and he's just got one, which is like the latest fad in Europe, which has been, you know, uh, currently you Sar- go
0: back, perhaps? <laughs> mm,
1: I'm, I'm less sure about that.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it's, a, it's it's dark times for Chelsea. Um, and I'm not saying that at all with a smile on my face, but uh, it's a very good win for Everton now. Like, we must
1: say that. Yeah, well, after the disaster last week, the, yeah. the first half today, they were abysmal. They couldn't get out their own half almost.
0: Really? <laughs>
1: yeah, and it seemed like at half time, Silver just said, you know what, we're trying to contain these. Let's just, let's just attack them. And they were just a totally different team. Okay. Uh, scored straight after half time, alright, from a corner, but still, you know, still still uh, had to get forward to get it. Then the penalty was soft. Marcus Alonso for some reason was recalled and just spent the whole match fouling people and <laughs> eventually gave away a pen uh, which I say it was saved but it popped back out for Sigurdsson anyway so uh, no harm done but uh, yeah I mean Everton they uh, flattered to deceive a lot of the time
0: It's very it's tight th- that mini table in the table isn't it that mini group in the, in the table it, it is yeah um, I mean you could probably include Bournemouth but maybe just about two so that's two games but you know, Everton to four points between them. I know Watford and Wolves have got a game in hand, but
1: um. I wouldn't like to pick a, a winner for seventh because uh, seventh and eighth are still in the FA Cup, of course, um, which is probably a distraction in many ways. I think they, are they playing each other in the semis? Uh, yes, they are. Be, yeah, because yeah, they right are here. Yeah.
0: Man City, but Liverpool, are the lucky team. Just
1: so, just so you speaking. could you could have an ironic scenario where uh, you know Watford could finish seventh by you know, just about scraping their head of Wolves and then Wolves could win the FA Cup and get that European spot anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, we mentioned it last week when we were just speaking about uh, Watford's um, rotation. Like, I wonder which one fans would prefer um, finishing 7th or 8th and then getting a, and a day out at Wembley. Wembley anyway in the 7th final, don't they nowadays? But uh, like, I don't
1: agree with that either, but, no,
0: neither do I. but mean, surely you'd want the cup final over, it's no, between I mean, seven and eight, surely.
1: That's it, Elton John must be getting his suit ready for the cup final by now, oh. he must fancy himself as a, a, he could bring back the cup final song here, like this is his chance to get back in the big time.
0: It's, a, it's an exciting semi-final though, I mean it could be a really fun game.
1: Well that's it, like, they've both played well all season, um, I've got nothing against either team to be honest. Yeah. Uh, T- obviously, Wolves have must be the luckiest club in the world for how the, how the, how this has landed for them with the old uh, the old Portuguese super agent and all that. But uh, yeah, they've made the most of what they've got. It's no it's no different to Chelsea and the Russian money and whatever else you want to look at. So
0: you yeah, know, fair, fair play to them. That's it. And the, and they've done it the right way, in a way like you know they they're playing the right way. They're tactically astute. You know, it's not just thrown loads of players together and hoping for the best you know he's made changes you know players like Neves and Matinho have been dropping out to to change it so they're doing the the manager seems to have a good head on his shoulders Um, quite a good football brain um, along with you know the backing that they're getting obviously
1: maybe he could be Chelsea's new manager
0: (laughs) well that's a very good possibility but I mean (laughs) would you swap wools for for Chelsea Uh, really just now uh, I mean Chelsea are a far bigger club I'm not like I'm not gonna say that, but, surely but it's Chelsea, got a good project there.
1: I think it depends where Chelsea finish. If they're in the Champions League, no. are Wolves are Wolves ever going at the Champions League? Probably not, but I think to be fair, he's managed in the Champions League with Porto, I assume, Nuno. I'm I'm gonna guess he did.
0: Yeah.
1: Research is overrated, but yeah, he probably already has done that. And he's, he's got such a good thing, going at Wolves. It's uh Yeah,
0: I I just I just going back to the chair, I just don't see who who wants? Especially with the transfer ban. I mean, they're going to. I assume they can still sell players in the transfer ban.
1: I would assume so, but obviously um, it's a bit of a risk because whoever goes, they, you can't really be replace. But,
0: but do you really see them still holding on to um, the Hazard?
1: Well, he, I'm guessing he didn't sign his contract, did he?
0: I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. No. I mean, you could be wrong. But why? No,
1: would I saw something today where Real Madrid were going to offer Gareth Bale. For Hazard um, Presumably with some money as well Or something I don't really know But yeah. uh, Depends how long Hazard's got left on his contract I guess But um, That's probably a deal that could work For both parties I would have thought
0: Yeah They need to do something But again It comes down to that transfer ban though
1: mm. um, Yeah I mean They're still appealing at the minute Aren't they So I
0: think so I mean th- 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 I think Chelsea it. would be wise To try and do some business
1: <laughs> As soon as possible In advance You know get
0: all signed <laughs> Um, yeah. so that 1st of June or 1st of July, whenever the window, um, they can get it done.
1: Yes, I think that's where the smart money would be, but uh, I guess it depends on whether the manager is going to stay or not, or indeed if the manager even makes the signings there, who, who really knows what goes on at Chelsea.
0: Well, that's that's the biggest thing, <laughs> uh, and he's not allowed in the country at the moment, is he, either? Is he not? Um, I, I'm sh- I could be completely wrong, but I know he's got like some massive like visa type issues going on as well.
1: Oh, yes, cause this is why this is why he pulled the funding for the new stadium, isn't it? Because he, yeah. uh, he said if you're not going to let me in your country, I'm not going to fund your economy, basically. So.
0: Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, lovely. Yeah, he's, he's a lovely man. The
1: thing is, though, like it must be a day where like he's going to get bored and just walk away.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've said this for a while, to be fair, to Abramovich. I mean, he's stuck around for longer than most of us, I'd say, imagined.
1: I mean, what's it been now, 16 years? Was it 2003?
0: Yeah, 2003, 2004. I don't know if you've seen that post I put in the the WhatsApp group, just how much money escalated from when he took over um, in the world. Um, And he kind of started that revolving door right throughout Europe.
1: Well, when you spend 80 million on Glenn Johnson, you really make a road to back, don't you?
0: Yeah, we signed him as well. shush. <laughs> <laughs> I can't slag them off for that one, Dave. Pick a different player. Come on. I don't know. Of
1: all the players to pick as well. Yeah,
0: but, yeah I mean, it's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, we need to get Ryan on. Um, I'd like to hear Ryan's because Ryan does speak some sense, you know, like from a Chelsea perspective. Um, yeah. You know, when he's, he tries to be a bit. You know, on both sides, you can hear his frustration plus. So it'd be good to get Ryan on um, to hear his point of view from all um, and see if he'll give us it without taking too much of a slag in.
1: As long as he doesn't defend Jorginho. Who got subbed off today? They finally had enough of him.
0: Yeah, he still starts next week though, doesn't he? That's, and this is, where oh, well, going, yes. this is where they're going wrong. <laughs> if they dropped him 30 games ago, they may be higher on the table.
1: Yeah, he took him off for Hudson-Odoi as well. It was uh, like taking off his favourite player for his least favourite player. But, uh, I mean, it was 2-0 no at the time, so, you know.
0: You had to kind of just throw everything at it, but
1: yeah. Uh, uh, so all that leaves Chelsea 6th on the table. Um, they've played the same number of games as everybody except Liverpool, so they are 3 points off Arsenal in 4th, um, with a much worse goal difference, surprisingly. So, uh it's going to be a tight finish for that fourth, well third and fourth really because Spurs are only a point up the road from Arsenal so uh it's going to be a tight bit of a s- scrap on really for yeah. those uh, those Champions League places. Yeah, it's oh,
0: it's just one of those I mean you can just see them like it's like nobody wants fourth.
1: Hmm. F- fact of the day as well is if uh let's say Man United win the Champions League uh and Chelsea win the Europa League and Arsenal finish fourth Arsenal won't play in the Champions League.
0: (laughs) I want that to be Spurs' place, though.
1: Well, yes. I mean, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. They were like, we're asking two English clubs to win trophies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very, very true.
1: We'll see what happens there. But uh, that was it for the Premier League this weekend. Uh, Just the five games. Uh, It's expected that most of the games we rearranged... um, for the first week after the international break, there's obviously a lot to sort out with the FA Cup games. The semi-finals of the FA Cup are just two weeks after the international break, so it's all very tight. So um, There's going to be a bonanza of midweek games coming up. Um, so just to go at the FA Cup for a minute, um, Water and Palace, do you see any of this,
0: Ali? I haven't seen any of the, the FA Cup. I've seen the the... Terrible decision for Aguero in the Man City game, <laughs> and that's all seen of the FA Cup. I know all the scores, yeah. um, but I'm not an FA Cup guy, especially with
1: my crap. Fair enough, well we'll not spend hours on this thing, but uh, Watford beat Palace 2-1, uh, Watford led through Kapui, and Palace equalised through Bacuay. Um Andre Gray came off the bench and a couple of minutes later scored, what turned out to be the winner. Um, Swansea and Man City was really the, the entertainment of the weekend, Swansea went 2-0 up. Uh, everyone in the world at this point lumped on Man City to win because their odds were like five to one, and sure enough, they did. Um, although, if VAR had been operation, they probably wouldn't have won because um, it's, they get a penalty that's not a penalty, and they got a score, uh, the, the winning goal was offside. Do you agree with that?
0: hundred yeah? percent. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, as you said, cause I questioned the, the whole VAR thing originally. I think it was myself and you that were speaking about it. Obviously, with them not having it in their stadium, um, I mean the championship team.
1: This is nonsense. There's been f- there was only four games. The draw was made weeks and weeks ago. Just get VAR at all four grounds. Like it's it's a quarterfinals. It's, it's really quite important. Like would it have killed them to get VAR in operation in all four games?
0: Yeah, I mean that like I mean Swansea aren't having the best of times in the championship. That could have turned out to be a an incredible day out and result for the guys, you know. And then they get the trip to Wembley, and we—I know we both agree that it shouldn't be there, but you know, that's still a day out for these guys that they well, might okay, have they'd never see again.
1: Imagine as well if Man City had gone out there, and you're looking at Watford, Wolves, Brighton, and Swansea as an FA Cup last four. I mean, yes, fine. The TV companies would hate it, but you're going to have a a new winner, basically. Something, certain...
0: yeah, something different, isn't it? Just a bit of, a bit of excitement
1: but anyway I wonder of
0: the uproar um, from the media if City had been put out by that decision well exactly you know, not just City this is not just my bias but see a big club had been put out by that decision what the media outcry would have been
1: well this is the thing um, and then of course VR was in operation for Wolves Man United Man United get a red card and the red card gets overturned now it didn't really affect the result because by this point it was already 2-0 but uh the last thing we want VR was to was to come in and give clubs like man united even more decisions <laughs> that's not what it's that's not, that's not what it's there for surely wanted uh, wanted more chaos
0: that's it yeah i mean just uh, i am just vr just is is kinda of frustrating me just now <laughs> It feels
1: like every every week when it's used it gets worse.
0: Yeah, and I mean we we're no, the, the thing is we can't be play, I keep reiterating but you can't blame the VAR. VAR is just a a replay. It's it's the yeah, exactly. it, it's the officials and everything using it and not being used correctly. Um and maybe when it's getting used week in week out, you know, the creases will be ironed out overall but until ultimately until the decisions are getting made consistently and accurately then VR is kind of pointless, really. Well, that's exactly it. It's uh, the people
1: in the in the box seat are going to have to know what they're doing better than they do currently on the pitch, and that's the main concern. Is that, like we saw last week with that um, Man City Watford goal, where the refs essentially overruled his linesman because of what he thinks he's seen, and he's just wrong. And if he was sat in the in the TV chair making that decision, he's still going to be wrong.
0: you'd like to think when he sees it again I mean I I always say that the split decision and the one view everybody gets to see is not always great so Mm. I mean you'd like to think that when they see the other decision but I mean there's been times that we've seen them look at the the VR and nothing's changed
1: it's going to be a big it's going to be a massive talking point next season we're going to have to double the time of this podcast I think because Mm -hmm. uh, every game's going to have well if you're to at about twenty minutes of stoppage time as well. You can forget the old five o'clock classified check. That's going to be knocked back a bit. <laughs> we'll um, see how it all we'll uh, see how it plays out. First.
0: Uh, you'll not be getting home till about three hours <laughs> after a game soon by the time you get out of <laughs> the stadium and then get home. Um the Coupons won't be in by five o'clock Put it <laughs>
1: that way. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, so as I mentioned there, Wolves knocked out Man United. Um Wolves played very well, Man United just didn't couldn't get going um, again a lot of it's down to Wolves Wolves played very well um, but Money Night did look leggy Pogba's gone backwards the last couple of weeks he hasn't been very very good when Solskjaer first took over he's had a couple of uh, anonymous performances in a row now but uh, can't do it all by himself I suppose
0: that's it I mean I, what I will say is um, how much Neves did dominate according to every report I've read even by the media mm. um, Pogba
1: um, on Saturday night, was it? Saturday night's game, yeah. Yeah, it was
0: Saturday night fever. Um, but and they've got a special player of Neves,
1: haven't they? They really do, and he's, he's was he, 22, 23? He's very young, I not know that much, because he was, I'm sure he was a Portuguese under-21 international,
0: until yeah. not long ago. no, I believe, yeah, I believe you're right.
1: Um, so yeah, he could feasibly be there for, for years to come. Um, yeah, he's 22. 22 this week, in fact, well, this week just gone, so good for him.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, their, their hardest job is going to be keeping a hold of, Um, you know, you'd think. I mean, you'd think there'll be some big clubs, City, Liverpool, and probably some foreign teams, you know, looking around at this guy and saying, like, he's kind of that Neves of old, you know, when he, he hopped through as a really young kid and it depends.
1: It depends what the deal is with his, with his agent. Like, oh, do, 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 do they get more of it, moving them on to somewhere else, or is it better for them to keep all the all the signed players in one in one in one place?
0: Well, well, that's. it I mean, if Wills I mean, what do you class as a successful season next season for Wills um, Well, yeah. this is it.
1: Like, are they going to be at the top six? Probably not. Um, if they're in Europe, which is a big possibility, I suppose they could have a run in that. But uh, we've, we've seen plenty of times the impact that has on teams' league form.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, be an in, it's an interesting summer ahead. I know we're skipping ahead there, but you know it's a, it could be a, a really exciting time.
1: Well, the first thing they need to do is get Raul Jimenez signed up permanently. Um yes. be interesting to see if they go back for Tammy Abraham, who they tried very hard to get in January. Um before it turned out, he couldn't play for them until the next season, so that was quickly knocked on the head. Um, but
0: I think a lot of players will be interested in uh, Jimenez in this summer. You know, well, he, he's, he's impressed a lot of people this year.
1: Yeah, and he's only he's only on loan from Benfica. So, yeah. uh, but again, you know, I, I get the impression the players don't really get an awful lot of say where they go. Um, <laughs> very
0: well, this is very true.
1: <laughs> but why would you want to leave that project at the minute well, um,
0: that's my thoughts I mean as I said go back to the manager and the, the Chelsea not what we're saying um, that Chelsea are going to be interested but I just think that's a young exciting project there um, and you'd like to take it you know as far as you can go
1: well we'll see what happens there in the summer because they're, um, they're certainly not going to go down that's for certain
0: oh, uh, no I don't think it's possible the- now <laughs>
1: no probably not actually <laughs> um, but they have got every chance of winning the FA Cup um, the final FA Cup game was uh, Millwall and Brighton which finished 2-2 um, Brighton won on penalties but the main talking point was that Brighton were 2-0 down with two minutes to go um, they pulled one back on 88 minutes and then in injury time um, a hopeful free kick was put in the box and the goalkeeper just let it go into the goal which is not advisable
0: he definitely had a bet on this didn't he
1: I think the, the the biggest worry for me is how surprised he looked that it had gone in. Like, where did you think he was?
0: <laughs> yeah. It was just just <laughs> atrocious for me. So, um... Yeah. I mean, that's um, all I've seen in the game, just because somebody in our group put it
1: in. I mean, it, it, it clashed with the Liverpool game, so I watched uh, extra time, basically, and pens of this match and then swapped over to Everton-Chelsea. Um, so I can't give really an informed opinion on how it went, but uh, I saw that mistake. Um... I'm kind of pleased that Brighton got through because I like Chris Hewton, Um for obvious reasons from what he what he did when he was up here. But uh, as well, do we really need Millwall in, in at Wembley? Like,
0: yeah, that's it. They're never gonna like. No, no offense, for Millwall, um, but you're, they're never gonna grace the, the footballing world. Well, are they at, at such a stadium?
1: Well, last time um, they went, they played Wigan in the semi-final. When was it? Five years ago, whenever Wigan won the cup, anyway, um, and my only memory of that is watching Millwall fans rip seats out and throw right them at Wigan yep. fans. Yeah. Brilliant. So yeah, that's thanks, good. lads. Yeah, that's the standard
0: you expect from <laughs> Millwall. Thought, you know, Millwall. Well, every team's got a bad set of fans, whereas Millwall have got a good set of fans. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the majority of them are absolute pricks, but there is there is a good set somewhere.
1: There must be. They can't all be wankers.
0: Oh no. Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, so the semi-final draw: um, Man City, Brighton, and Watford v Wolves. Um, personally, I'm quite happy with that. I think Man City were going to win regardless of who they're drawn against, um, and I think it'll be a fairly competitive final if it's Watford or Wolves. No offence to Brighton, but they're just they're not set up as the type of team who will take them on. They'll they'll sit in and they'll try and nick one from a set piece or something, which yeah, they might do. It's I mean, not impossible. But
0: uh, Wolves were probably the only team likely, you know, to give them a game. What they really um, but at Me. least in a final, it's,
1: um, anything can happen. Well, as we were saying before, with, with Wigan and Man City, it just goes to show that uh, in a one-off match on the day, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, and I, I fully expect it to be a Man City in the final. <sighs> it's very hard to pick a winner between Watford and Wolves, to be honest. I think they're both, they both play quite an expansive game. I think, uh, I think I'll think i probably make Wolves' favourite at the minute, but... Uh, So it's
0: uh, it's going to be tight. It's nice to see, you know, you've got two teams battling for position in the league, very close to each other, high up the league as well. Um, The rest of the rest, and then in a semi-final, it sums up how good both managers have done this season, and both teams have done this season.
1: I mean, well, obviously we give Nuno a lot of credit, but Gracia has been uh, a revelation, really, for me, considering he came in and everyone. Well, certainly I thought he'll be gone within months. I didn't I didn't really think he'd last very long at all.
0: Yeah, well, I've got history of that, don't
1: I? well exactly. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but he's far outperformed my expectations of um presumably Wat- Watford expectations as well. But uh I like the player. play. Um the found Delafeu in a free rule has kind of been their thing, which it's been quite hard to find him in a position. Um, but he's, he's done quite well in this sort of free roll of off Dini, who seemed like a reasonable bloke, all things considered. But he's also got a psychopathic streak in him. Which, uh... yeah,
0: I mean, we kind of touch on this every week, don't we, really, with Dini? <laughs> um, I think he's the, he's the type of player that a lot of teams around that area kind of need. Yes, yeah. You know, I mean, Newcastle kind of have one in, in Rondon. Um, Although Rondon, you know, I'd say Rondon's a far superior player overall, ability wise, and thingy, but you know, he's got that bit of of madness around him. Hmm. Um, And Deanie's definitely that kind of hatchet, hard man, but can still play football.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, they were looking to phase him out a little bit under the previous manager, but he's more prominent than ever at the minute. Uh, Obviously, Andre Gray came off the bench to score the winner. But that's the thing with Watford—they've just got so many players who, if they bring them in, they aren't really much worse than who they were playing. They've basically got 22 good players, and uh, if they're playing, they're playing on merit. Yeah, I
0: mean, going back to what like, we said last week about Leicester—you know—they kept bringing players on who hadn't scored in so many games. So, <laughs> you know, a team like Watford, they're bringing on like they can bring on Andre Gray, who can who can get a goal. You know, they're. They're all, as you said, none of them are, you're not dropping down a level. Um, and they seem to be doing
1: okay. Well, we've look all of the semi-finals to look forward to. Uh, i say two weeks after the international break. Uh, I think it's the weekend of the 5th and 6th of April or something along those lines anyway. Um, let's talk about Spurs' new stadium, just to finish off with. Because um, it looks like they're going to move into it uh, f- to play Crystal Palace just after the national break it's the I think it's a midweek game mm-hmm. um, now personally I don't agree with them being allowed to play more or less what 80% of their home games at Wembley and then for the last f- three or four move to another stadium
0: it's against the rules mm-hmm. um, the rules are in place for a reason um, and they're being allowed to change I mean, obviously, even uh, I would have had the same issue if they'd only played 10 games at Wembley. um, Or five games. I'd still have the same issue. The rules are there that you can only play in one stadium, whatever stadium you decide. That's your home game for the season. Yep. But the Spurs have been allowed to change to Wembley because their stadium wasn't ready. Fine, but then that should have been all season. They should not now get to change to... If they want to have games to maybe bed themselves into the stadium, they play behind closed doors and play like those, you know, those token friendlies that used to organise, <laughs> you know, yeah. just to get players' fitness in that during international national breaks. that. do that. Yeah. Um. I mean, again, I, I, I'm well known for my now dislike for Spurs and, and players, but I just feel this is a this isn't just every every fan should have an issue with this. Um,
1: well. My main gripe is that we've seen before when clubs move into new stadiums, they don't always adapt that well. If you take Arsenal at the Emirates, they—I yep. think—I remember they're drawing an awful lot of their, their first few games there. I mean, even we got a point there under Roder it <laughs> Tells you how t- tells you how bad they were. Um, so, if, we've obviously talked about how how tight things are going to be for certain parts of the table.
0: Yep.
1: If you're a club who's going to Spurs. You've got a massive advantage now playing them in what is effectively a neutral venue because, all right, there'll be more Spurs fans there, but Spurs aren't going to be any more of an advantage than the away team, really, as to how the you know how the how the ground is, how familiarity of the of the pitch all is kind of nonsense. Um, it's a it's an unfair advantage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think of it that way. I just looked at it the logistics way, but yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean. I mean that that sort of thing, then could also have massive implications on both ends of the table and in European finishing. You know, just yeah, it's not right. It's just again, it's just a farce. Spurs are getting away with something as well. This 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 is this is a Premier League club. This is a huge outfit. Now, could you imagine if like a, a lesser club had got had done this? Do you think they would have got away with it?
1: Well, I don't think they would have done. And what's annoying as well is that uh they've played their League Cup game against uh, I think it was Watford, but they've played as MK Dons. So this is gonna be the third stadium they've played whole matches in the, in the a, season. In
0: season.
1: Yeah. Like why are we allow- why are we making these allowances for Tottenham Hotspur?
0: Yeah, I mean and and I quite believe the Premier League probably would have done it for for, for all the top six. So I'm not even just Barry and Hin, I mean do, do you see if this was a Newcastle issue or a, a Burnley or a Watford or, or a Wills that the Premier League bends over backwards to make the same ones? And I, and I really don't. Um, and I just think, I, I totally forgot about the M.K. thing. so it's it's three home stadiums in a season as you say. Um, and it's just, it just it's just a shambles from this, the very beginning, this whole stadium thing.
1: It is and to be honest, I, I do wonder how much of it's down to circumstance because uh, obviously we've we've talked about how the fixtures are going to be piling up. Um, Tottenham are meant to play Brighton at Wembley on FA Cup semi-final weekend. Now obviously that game is off anyway because Brighton are in the semi-finals but had they not been that game still would have been off because Wembley's in use. So I don't really think that... Maybe didn't have much choice because because of the way Wembley gets booked out for various things but it's... uh, it's a ridiculous circumstance, really, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we're we'll to trying to do Spurs bashing, but as we say, the whole thing has been symbolic um, beginning and end. And I just, I really don't see many other clubs getting away with it. I think they would be made an example of. Um, and, and Spurs are a bit, I, 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 this might sound like pathetic and hanging, but Spurs are a bit FA and media darling-esque. You know they've still got that kind of bubble around them. They have like the, you know, they're the clean-cut team sort of. (laughs) You know they don't spend money. They've got the good coach. You know they've got Harry Kane, who's like the the England saviour type. (laughs) Type They they are very media darling esque, and they're getting an easy ride because of it. I'll tell
1: you what though, um, Palace away. Well, Palace will be away at at Tottenham for that that first game. I'll probably back Palace in that because Palace are quite good away from home and Spurs will will play right in their hands on the counter-attack, I imagine.
0: I wonder how big the stadium is. I wonder how they've modified it. I mean, do you think they've tried to replicate White Hart Lane as much as possible? Size and...
1: Well, I know it's, the capacity is much larger, but I don't know about the the, the pitch side or anything like that, but...
0: Uh, well, I mean, they've, they've kind of... It's modi- mo- what do you call it? modified to be American football-wise as well, isn't it? So, yeah. Mean, it's a different part of the, the thing, but the, just the, the area around it is still going to be a bit unique for them, as you say, so definitely going to cause them a, a disadvantage, you'd imagine.
1: Yeah, you would think, but let's uh, just... I guess our morning is not going to make any difference, unfortunately. No, but no, uh, no. I was just cu- curious to get your opinion on. Yeah, on uh... No,
0: mine, mine's just more the logistics side. I, I'm I, like, it's there, there's rules there for a reason, and I don't know why any team. Uh, and I would say this for anyone, you know, like if, if it's happening in the Newcastle, you know, I would say the same thing. Um, the rules I mean, are that, there for a reason. And, um, if
1: it ha- if it happened to us, we'd just get docked points immediately. There'd be no discussion about it. But, but
0: that's we'd... what that's what it means, <laughs> you know? I mean. I know we're better and we're hanging. Like you always feel like it's hard done by your teams, but you, you really do feel, I, I, well, me personally, I, I genuinely believe Spurs are that media darling, and F, especially FA, you know, with the, the coaching set up, and obviously, the new stadium obviously benefits the FA overall as well, you know, because it's a new ground, yeah. Uh, yeah. you could see it getting used for international games and times, um, and obviously, they've got the NFL contract, which then generates, you know, the club more money in that as well, so, yeah, just pricks, fuck them. <laughs> I hope they lose every game apart from Man City.
1: <laughs> well, on that note, is there uh, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to talk about this week, or is that everything we've, we've covered?
0: Oh, no, I think I think we've covered quite well, considering the lack of FA Cup matches I've seen. Um, and it's the, that miserable time of the season now that I hate more than more than anyone. I hate in a national time.
1: Um, I know it's uh, two two weeks basically as well, isn't it? Because
0: yeah. Ten days, basically, isn't it? really? So by the time you get your game, it oh yeah. two weeks, really.
1: Yeah, and uh, to make it matters worse, our first game back is on the Monday night. so You've got even longer. <laughs> even longer, and it's Arsenal away, so whoop do Um Well, that's, uh, that's it for this week then. So, Ali, thanks again for uh, for joining us.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sicknock might be back by the time the international break's over. Um, two weeks recovery time. Yeah, he's got
1: loads um, of time to get that tree cut down at last. That, and, uh,
0: or he's in prison for um, for tree murder. Yeah. The tree <laughs> or, um, hopefully, there's no there's no people kicking around when he chops that tree down. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh see the news in two weeks, and I don't know if you know where he's moved to, but let's just say a man in wolves um, attacking Sunday We we may have issues. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, where can Spurs fans find if they want to take umbrage with what you've just oh, said?
0: Oh, please do. That, that, that would just make my night. Um, Ali Thompson eighty four on Twitter, um, and I'll I'll be waiting.
1: He will be waiting. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam nine seven nine eight, and you can find the podcast as a whole at Man on the Post. Uh, thanks again, Ali,
0: and yourself. Thank you very much for hosting again.
1: No problem, and we'll be back in a few weeks after the international break. But in the meantime. Don't forget to leave your man on the post.